prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. I had intended to have a Facebook Live going this morning, but we ran into some camera problems. I really start need to start doing the camera test days before uh, the actual podcast. I've been so lucky with uh, having things work out, but lately it's been uh, less and less, uh, more and more problematic uh, to get all these different cameras working at the same time. So we're doing the uh, fallback which is really what built this show, and that is the audio podcast. And those of you who are listening to the live stream are here, but those who are going to Facebook Live are probably wondering what the hell happened. Sorry about that. Um, at any rate, uh, you know, we've started to do a series uh, uh, called Meet Our Superhumans, and these are people who are in the audience, average people, uh, doing amazing things with their lives in the face of adversity, uh, challenges. Uh, they are not sitting back and saying, woe is me, why me, you know, who's going to help me? Uh, but they're literally uh, grabbing a hold of life in a headlock and saying, no, no, you're coming with me. Uh, I'm not doing what you want me to do. And uh, Jeff Roberts is one of those guys. I've known Jeff for a long time. Hey, welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, Carl. Thank you for having me on, man. Of course. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So, I mean, your story is really inspiring Yet you don't really toot the whole inspiration horn. You, you, you're not one of those guys out there going, you know, uh, if you have excuses, look at me. In fact, I didn't even know you had or have the challenges that you have uh, watching your Instagram posts and stuff like that. Uh, so let's let's start with this. Before we talk about how you became interested in physical culture, when, when, was, when was the earliest that you started getting diagnosed with uh, what is really – as you like to call it, the trifecta. Uh, no, no, you call it the, the the autoimmune train wreck. I'm calling it the autoimmune trifecta. When did you first discover that you had some problems? Um, yeah, well, I guess technically it's called polyglandular syndrome, I believe. I'm saying that right, where you, you develop three separate autoimmune disorders before the age of 30, which is exactly how it happened with me. But uh, it would be, oh, geez, I guess. 1995, when I was eight years old, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Um, I spent a week in the hospital and then uh, lived with that until, you know, up until today, honestly. But uh, I got, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is thyroid disease, um, when I was, I was 20 years old, 21 maybe. I probably had it longer than that, but. It, it's it's easy to go. It's, I was just going to say it's a lot easier to live with a, a, a malfunctioning thyroid than it is to live with a malfunctioning pancreas because one will kill yeah. you. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. The the signs of the obviously the signs of diabetes were obvious. I mean, I was peeing constantly, drinking constantly, losing weight for no for no reason, and I was a chubby kid. So when I just became skinny in one summer, we knew something was. Something was awry, but and then in April, April two thousand 
13. I was training for a meet actually. And, uh, my buddy, my old, my training partner then TJ, we, I went to his house, we were doing a bench workout. I was just warming up, you know, and 185 pounds. And as I, as I warmed up, my body just started to ache, every, like ache all over. It's, it's hard to even explain. Like it was just aching Some, everywhere. Something was stiffness. wrong. It was something. Like, oh yeah. You, you knew something was wrong. Oh yeah. Uh, severely wrong. So I drove home and, uh, I told, you know, my wife was, she, she's used to, she's used to me complaining about different. I mean, I was a power lifter, right? So I, I had pains and aches and, you know, whatever, like she didn't really take it that seriously, but, um, she was going to go get groceries. And I told her, I'm like, hang out here because I don't feel good at all. And luckily she did. And long story short, I ended up in the hospital, uh, almost died from, I mean, most Addison's patients will tell you that it almost took them out at some point because it's so rare that they don't know what it is when you go to the hospital, which in hindsight was uh, kind of ridiculous because I, I already had two autoimmune disorders and then I had uh, very, very low sodium and very, very high CPK numbers. So the doctors, I was so, my numbers were so um, abnormal the doctors were actually avoiding my room because they didn't, apparently they didn't want to be involved with my dad. Yeah, they didn't want to have you to know, deal with this one. This wasn't a, an easy to win case. They were like, no, we, we probably don't want to have our name on that chart. Exactly. It was, it was bizarre. They would come in to the, to the room I was in, in the emergency room and they would just, Oh, you know, we're not sure. Maybe you, maybe you hurt your neck when you were training. I mean, you know, we're not really sure. And they would leave. And we were just, it was very bizarre. And then, uh, I didn't, my endocrinologist at the time who ended up diagnosing me and saving my life, basically, he told me later that that's what, what they were doing. They were so, uh, startled by my, my blood work. I mean, they were giving me triple saline solution and an IV and my sodium wasn't moving at all. Um, but they didn't Okay. So let's, let, so let's, let's kind of put this all together. So first of all, you already have the type one diabetes. Mm-hmm. You discover, it uh, sounds like a couple of years later, that you had uh, a, a thyroid problem? Probably, yeah, 10, 10 years okay. later. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, 10 years later. And then mm-hmm. and then you discover that you have Addison's, which is the opposite of Cushing's. Explain to people what Addison's disease is, because it's not a common disease where pe- people know what hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism is. Explain what happens to the adrenal glands in this condition. Well, yeah, like um, similar to diabetes, it's an autoimmune disorder where the immune system attacks your adrenal gland. So essentially what happens is you no longer produce cortisol, which sounds... That'll kill kill you. That'll kill you by itself. Oh, yeah, it certainly will. And you also don't produce um, DHEA, you know, uh, dihydroepiandrosterone, which is like the most common hormone in the body. You don't produce aldosterone. I was just going to say uh, aldosterone. You don't. You don't produce. Um, you don't. You don't produce angiotensin converting enzyme, uh, which is going to going to make your blood pressure bottom out. Where you you're going to stand up and want to pass out. I mean, it's like oh, yeah. this is a life threatening. This is of all of the glandular issues. Most of them you can live with for a while, but having both type one diabetes where 
your pancreas tanks, and now your adrenal glands are tanking. This is really this is this will shorten your life typically. Typically, I say, and I want to emphasize that word. Right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it almost ended my life at twenty six, but um, yeah. So that's basically what what it what it amounts to. And the the thing is, usually initially. The sodium drop is what's most dangerous. Yes. Because without aldosterone, you don't retain sodium, and without sodium, you you can't survive. Yeah, well, your heart doesn't um, beat. I mean, a lot of things go wrong at that point. Right. Time, right. So uh, that's basically what it is. So there's a there's – a, and the other thing about it is because it's so rare, like you said, it's something like a couple – like two, for men, it's like two in every one million men have right. Addison's disease. Right. Um, I mean, ultra rare, but it's slightly more common in women. It's like a few in every hundred thousand, something along those lines. Interesting. But, uh, so the way that it's dealt with is corticosteroids, essentially, to replace. Uh, I'm on one corticosteroid to replace aldosterone, and then I'm on a second to replace actual cortisol. Yeah, hydrocortisone, right? You're taking hydrocortisone? Right, yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's really it. But they, it's funny because the endocrinologists don't really, I've been to many endocrinologists, and they don't really know, because it's, it's such a rare disease, it's really not well understood, even to this day. Like, when I first got it, I mean, you're only talking uh, six years ago, um, it was, like, they thought that you had to stress dose your, your hydrocortisone. Now they're thinking maybe you don't really have to do that. They weren't sure on the dosages, so people were taking. I've met, I've met plenty of people who were taking way too much hydrocortisone, right? And they're in and out of the hospital all the time, getting because it's destroying them. It's destroying their immune system, right? It's you know they they lose all muscle tone. They get you know they end up because those corticosteroids are are very bad for your you know for your system, right? So okay, so 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 in so. From the time that you developed type 1 diabetes, when did you start when, – when, when did your love of physical culture occur in the, in, the, in, the three, in the manifestation of these three conditions over the course of, let's say, a decade? Where in there do you go, hey, I think I'm going to start weightlifting? <laughs> Man, uh, <laughs> honestly, way, way back. Um, I mean, I was, I was a chubby kid. You know, I had John Anderson on the the show last show and you said to him that you had a similar upbringing to him well i have a similar similar upbringing to both of you guys i was the chubby kid who was picked on and all that all that mess and uh i was uh probably starting in man very young maybe 10 years old i was doing you know dumbbell curls and sit-ups in my you know watching rocky right and doing that in my in my bedroom and i was always I was always fascinated with like strength and muscle, even as a as a very very young kid, like watching the WW, WWF back then. Um, it was always something that intrigued me, like people who were very muscular and very powerful. But when it really kicked on, I would say was probably like junior or senior year of high school. Um, in in uh, nutritionally, it, that's when it kicked on. Uh, physically, like I was working out in my, in my, you know, in my bedroom at my parents' house for years when I was a little kid. And, but when I really started taking 
notice of nutrition was when I was playing high school basketball, uh, my senior year, I saw this. My, our coach actually told us a story about Thurman Thomas. The um, He was a running back for the Buffalo Bills back in back in the like the nineties. And he told us a story about how he was doing a Lay's chip commercial and after every take he would spit the chips out into the garbage. He's mm-hmm. eating half a chip, you know? Right. Right. And and the people asked him like, What are you doing? How come you do that? And he said, I would never put something like that in my body. Oh man, and, and he's just, doing a friggin' commercial for it. How friggin' yep. unbelievable and, is that? And that just resonated with me. I was like, Oh man, that's that's true. Like we have the choice of what we put in our body and it can really make a difference. And honestly, like a light bulb went off that day. And I had already been training. And, 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 th- all- and think about this that it just dawned on me. You have every moment up until that time that you swallow. Like, I know people who chew stuff and spit it out so that they can feel like they taste it. You're still swallowing some of that. But, I mean, think about right. that. You can spit that thing out right now that you're eating that you're going to regret later. Yep. Just spit it out. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, that really resonated with me. And I, I ended up. I mean, I didn't know what the, I didn't know what I was doing. Obviously, I was eating wheat thins and turkey sandwiches, but I thought I was doing something good. It was better than not eating at all or eating, you know, nutty buddies or whatever I was right. doing back then. Right. So, uh, so yeah, it really started there. And I, I, uh, I was a, I played basketball and I was like an athlete, you know. But um, the whole bodybuilding thing started when this is a good story. My my one of my best friends Ryan, uh, my buddy Ryan. He worked at a. This is back when there were video rental stores. Um, he worked at a video rental store, and I went there because I was young and I had no responsibilities and I was bored. So I just went there with him to the rental, the rental store, and uh, we were just like hanging out. He had like a four hour shift, and we were just hanging out in the rental store, like watching movies. And I was walking, and I and I I happened to stumble upon pumping iron. Yeah. In the rental store. Isn't it funny how that that movie affected so many people? I used to watch that movie before training sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, so I picked it up, and we put it in mostly as, like, I was intrigued by it because I'd always been kind of fascinated by muscle, but uh, we put it in kind of as a joke, and we watched the whole thing, and it was just like, that was it. You know, I was... I, I, I fought with my parents about putting a gym in the basement, which is a horrendous idea. They were, your parents are usually right. And, uh, that was a horrible idea. But then my buddy, you know, coincidentally, like a week later, my buddy, John was asked me to go to the gym with him, like a local YMCA. And I just, I got this, I was training back using all arms. And I remember getting this arm pump and just, that was it. Like that was all she wrote. And then I started getting into, you know, learning about, Victor Martinez and Dexter Jackson and mm-hmm. and I just became obsessed with with bodybuilding and all this was pre uh, pre Addison. I was going to say, but, but but it was but it was it was post type one diabetes and it was it was post hypo uh, uh, destruction of your thyroid. So yeah. did you did you start to learn about using insulin to grow? Um, yes, yeah, I would say. Uh, I mean, you got to. I mean, look. Insulin is scary crap. I mean, it really is. I mean, if you get it wrong, you could die. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of bodybuilders out there and would-be bodybuilders that are using insulin. It's hard to come by, and you have to have a sense of comfort and confidence in your ability to use it. You already had that. You had access right. to it, 
and you had the ability to understand, oh, yeah, when I don't eat this, I get woozy. And, and so it would be a natural for you to go, okay, I'm just going to take my insulin after I work out. Right. Yeah, the, um, <clears throat> I, le- I started learning about that pretty early on. Originally in some, one of those, one of the magazines, uh, <clears throat> I think it was, uh, like maybe Bob, Bob Chick talking about, um, insulin spikes and all that stuff at some point. I would, I would, and, uh, I would have thought, I would have thought you were going to say Milo Sarsev because Milo came, oh, when right. I, when I did yeah. off topic for Dave Palumbo, Aaron and I inter- in- interviewed Milos and Milos was then promoting pre workout insulin and intra workout carbohydrates while you were training. Did you, did you yeah. ever hear about that? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, but people will yeah, go, think- Milos, you're crazy. People are going to go into comas. No, 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 no. If you use a, if you use small amounts of insulin pre-workout and you make sure that you have a drink filled with, you know, 150, 200 grams of carbohydrates and you sip it throughout the workout. He said that the, the insulin forces the glycogen right back into the muscle. And, and it looks like he was right because a lot of people do that today. Yes. And I mean, back when he, when I became really aware of Milos, he was training uh, Johnny Jackson, Hidetata, yeah, and Dennis right, Wolf. And right. at, at the time, they all came in their best ever under Milo. So I was like, Man, this guy, you know, he must, he must know what he's doing, but I love Milo's interviews. I've listened to all of them yeah. at least once. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. But the only problem with me using insulin is because I'm mostly an endomorph. Um, I was a moon faced fat kid most of my life. So I. If I really like, I get fat very easy, so I have to be careful using. But I, I do use if I'm going to eat. I eat, I mean, very low carb almost all the time. But if I do eat carbs, it's around it's around training. And sometimes I even with my powerlifting workouts, I'll cover the workout because it's it's so anaerobic that it increases my blood sugar. So I have to take insulin pre workout just to cover. The intensity of the workout, right. oddly enough, right, right. But um, but yeah, I did learn about that, and I experimented with it when I, with it when I was younger. But to be honest, I don't really utilize it that much, just because it's uh, I'm usually erring erring on the side of you know trying to not use it at all too much, yeah, right? Because right. I, I mean, I mean, ideally, right now, I ideally, but what people don't realize about. Uh, exogenous insulin is that while it keeps you alive, it definitely takes a toll on the body over time of using it because it's so foreign to the body, the insulin to turn on and off the way it does, even if you're using a long acting insulin product, uh, the way it does insulin actually, uh, not only pulses, but it oscillates. Uh, there's a constant feedback by the body to the pancreas. Uh, and so because, because the body doesn't want to tank out and, and lower blood sugar too low. And so right. it'll always, it'll always go and keep blood sugar higher. But what it does is it os- literally oscillates the production and it's getting feedback all the time. That was too much. That was too little. That was too much. That was too little. So when you use exogenous insulin, you're getting this, this mono, uh, lithic uh, 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 increase in blood insulin that is foreign to the body, and that in and of itself takes toll on the organs of the body. So you're smart to say, you know what? I- I'd really like to use as little as possible. 
in my life. Right. Absolutely. And the same story applies to <clears throat> cortisol. Um, yes. The way that the body produces cortisol, like people don't even realize waking up in the morning, you produce cortisol to get yourself going, you know, where like that doesn't happen when I wake up in the morning. But yeah, I think uh, I actually, Ron Norman taught me that about how insulin is damaging, like exogenous insulin is damaging because of everything you just described. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, but even like when I started learning about insulin as a, you know, as a wannabe bodybuilder back in the day, I did realize that it looks like for my body type, the, 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 the smallest amounts are the best, you know, is the best case scenario. And I've pretty much done that for, uh, for the whole, for my whole time being in, you know, physical culture, as you said, I think for me, if I were to, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I weigh 215 pounds right now, maybe 210. I mean, if I ate high carb and took insulin, I could be 235, 240 in a heartbeat. Yeah, but most of them would be fat, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. That's, um, the, that's the problem. Look, I want to I take a break. And when we come back, I want to pick it up on the other side uh, of the break and start to talk about, you, I mean, you've, you've, you've been run over by these conditions in the past few years. And, and, but you have worked hard to overcome mm-hmm. and continue to get stronger and continue to repartition, uh, your, your body. Let's talk about that when we come back, okay? Okay. All right. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Superhuman Radio. We're talking with Jeff Roberts. We'll be right back. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Eat dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert. But this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. Sleep is one of the most important factors in maintaining health and longevity. And in today's environment, with all the artificial light we're exposed to, there is nothing more important to use to protecting your sleep than blue blocking glasses. And there's only one blue blocking glasses that I will trust ever, and that's Blue Blocks. B-L-U-B-L-O-X. If you go to the website blueblocks.com and use the code SHR15, you'll save 15% off the single best blue blocking glasses in the world because you can wear them comfortably and still function, watch TV, work on your computer, but it blocks all of the important blue and green light that has been responsible for shutting down melatonin production and causing people to sleep poorly. Don't waste another night of sleep without wearing blue blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X, tonight. Put them on at 7 p.m. and you'll be asleep by 9 p.m. 
them and you'll get the best night's sleep you've ever had. If you've never used them before, you are missing out. Blueblocks.com. Use the code SHR15 to save 15% off. Wanting to try CBD but not sure what to trust? Check out HEMP. H, like healthy, happy, honest. HEMP CBD system makes it simple with one CBD tincture available in three great tasting flavors, a super powerful breath spray that GQ Magazine named a top CBD product, and a topical CBD balm that is simply the bomb. Relax and feel better naturally with the HEMP CBD system, available at HEMP.com. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. Don't hate us because we feel good. Welcome back. So I found something I really like. And there's a lot of stuff out there that's distracting and not worthy of your time or money. But I, I found something that I like a lot because you can actually feel it. Many of you have heard of Four Sigmatic. Um, they produce uh, infused, mushroom-infused and cordyceps-infused teas and coffees and drinks and some really great stuff. So I've been using their coffee. And it definitely makes you feel different than just having regular coffee. First of all, it's organic, which is a big deal to me. Um, but the really important thing is, you know, I can have a cup of coffee and not necessarily feel anything, but they have this coffee that's infused with lion mane mushroom. It doesn't taste like mushroom. It tastes like coffee. Um, but I got to tell you something. There's no doubt in my mind that the lion mane is doing something. And I, and I was talking to a friend of mine about this uh, a few days ago. And he wanted to know if I thought it was a placebo. And I said, look, why would you find it so hard to believe that a mushroom could improve cognition? You don't find it hard to believe that psilocybin makes you trip? And he was like, dude, you're right. Of course I'm right. Mushroom is Mushrooms are magic. They really are. There's a lot of magic to mushrooms. No pun intended. And right now, you can try Four Sigmatic products and get 15% off as being part of the Superhuman Radio audience. If you go to the website, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash S-H-R. I promise you won't be disappointed at all. Look, they have green tea infused products. They have coffee infused products. They have cocoa-infused products. They have everything that you can imagine, and different mushrooms do different things. Just like we hear about other plant-based uh, products. And so they pick the things out, that, and they ca- categorize them so you know if this is going to calm you, this is going to make you sharper, and so on. And uh, it's, it's really an amazing product. It doesn't taste like mushroom. That's the other thing. There's people out there who think, oh, I don't like mushrooms. You don't taste the mushrooms. You don't taste the mushrooms in the the matcha tea. You don't taste the mushrooms uh, in the uh, uh, coffee. 
but it definitely is doing something. There's no doubt in my mind about it. And again, it's 100% organic. Uh, Arab, Arabica, how do you say it? Arabica? Arabica. I, I, it's 100% organic coffee. I don't have to use that word to remind myself of what I'm drinking. But it's really a cool product, and you should check it out. Again, the website is foursigmatic.com forward slash SHR, and that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com. Check them out. Tell them Carl sent you. You'll love it. We're talking with Jeff Roberts. His story is inspiring. If one person in this audience gets inspired to change the outcome of their own lives, I mean, this guy, he didn't have one problem. He had three different problems, each of them in and of themselves, disasters. So in physical culture, you discovered that the food you eat actually has an effect on your body, right? It, it, it'll make you fatter. It'll make you more muscular. It'll make you leaner. So it did, when did you connect? Like, wait a minute. Maybe the way I eat may actually change my outcome. Um, yeah, like, like I said early on, I mean, I think – I think the my mindset in the beginning was I have these I have these ailments that I'm dealing with. I have to do everything I can to counteract them. Um, you know I, I'm I'm at a disadvantage compared to a healthy person and uh if I, I need to do everything I can to 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 tip the balance in my favor and one of those things obviously is <clears throat> is nutrition. And through the years, I uh, I tried many different diet styles. I mean, early on, it was more like a, a like a kind of a iso like an iso caloric type diet where I had sort of an even amount of fats, proteins, and carbs. Then I went to a, a diet that was low fat, low carb, high protein. Then you know I. I went to very high fat, but not necessarily good fat, low carb. And now I've kind of settled in the middle where I eat, um, high fat, high protein, but, but it's, it's from quality sources. And I recently, like, it's taken a long time for me to figure out the best diet to manage Addison's disease. And, um, I think I've, I've come to, I've come to a, a point where I, I have it down pretty good because I've never been, um, I never thought that with Addison's disease I would ever be able to compete in powerlifting again or just be like very strong again. Every, everything I heard when I got the disease was, was, uh, against being able to do that in every sense of the word, but, um, through like diet manipulation and just, you know, getting in there and doing it, I've, uh, <clears throat> I've been able to, to you know, overcome it. I guess. So talk about uh, your talk about your diet more specifically. Give people an idea of of how you eat and what you eat. So do you are you do you train fasted? I guess you. That's a dangerous thing for you to try to train fasted, right? I don't train fasted, but I do fast almost every day. Um, what I'll do is I don't eat breakfast, so uh, I wake up in the morning for whatever reason. The only time of day that I'm not hungry is in the morning when I first wake up. Plus, when I do eat first thing in the morning, I, the, no matter what it is, it just doesn't digest right. It makes me feel sluggish. I just don't like. Uh, I, I just don't like eating when I when I first wake up. Plus, you have the benefits of fasting. 
Um, so the first meal I eat will be at lunchtime, and you're looking at uh, it could be chicken, chicken with a green a green vegetable and olive oil, uh, like olive oil dumped on it. It could be uh, ground beef. I do a, a lot of ground beef, uh, generally like eighty five fifteen grass fed organic ground beef. Um, Watch your iron levels. Yeah, yeah. Watch your iron levels. Going when next time you get um, blood work done, make sure they do ferritin and TIBC. Okay, uh, for direct iron and just you know us guys, we 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 uh, accumulate a lot of iron and it could be leading to a lot of things that we consider part of unhealthy aging, including uh, neuro, neurodegeneration and so on. So just keep an eye on your iron and. And once in a while, donate blood. And if you can't donate blood to the Red Cross because of your conditions, your physician can write you a prescription for therapeutic phlebotomy. And there are blood centers in your town where they take your blood, but they don't save it. They just throw it away. Uh, but, yeah, get it. You know, make sure, make sure you watch your iron. That's all. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I do eat um, a lot of red meat, uh, ground Mostly ground beef, just because I feel it's it's the most convenient and the easiest to. It's the easiest to assimilate. You 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 get you. Right. It's like somebody chewed it before you chewed it, so it's like you get everything that's in there. Yes, right. it's, it's brilliant. I, the reason why I prefer ground beef over a steak any day. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, that's how. And I mean, I eat about. I've found over the years that eating. Larger, less frequent meals works better for me, uh, just because with the whole like six meals, six small meals a day, I've done that. I've done the seven meals. The problem I have with that is you're never satiated. You never feel full, and I think it's important to feel full for especially especially for somebody who tends to gain too much weight um, as opposed to too little. Like maybe if you're trying to gain weight, it's okay to eat you know, seven times a day. But for me, I, I don't, I almost never eat more than three meals in a day, but those meals would be a thousand calories a piece. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, I basically eat chicken breast, ground beef, generally like 85, 15 ground beef and whole eggs. Those are the staple of my diet. And then you have, you know, spinach, green beans, some broccoli, stuff like that. And then, olive oil, avocado oil, macadamia nuts. That I, I just listed 95% of my diet. So you right so you eat a low glycemic uh, carbohydrate based diet. Uh, you get healthy fats and mm-hmm. and you're getting plenty of protein, which in my humble opinion is the number one most important macronutrient that you can get mm-hmm. and that and that data is still unfolding and it's going to show very shortly uh, what right. the medical industry has been ignoring for way too long um right. so really you almost eat if i had to classify your diet it's more paleo than keto yes i would say i would say so and i've, I've actually taken a lot from uh stan efforting's vertical diet um that's something that i i'm i like you know it's not exactly like that because i don't do the rice and i don't do all red meat like he basically advises like pretty much all like steak um but i do it's like i would say it's a cross between like a like a traditional paleo diet and like a the vertical diet that stan is always 
like the like Half Thor and Brian Shaw and those guys are on. Yeah, I've I've heard of his diet. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've you've been able to, uh, and your diet is as important for your autoimmunity as it is for your performance, right? I mean, this this is the interesting thing about this, that this diet that you've adopted is overlapping in two very important things to you. One, to stay healthy and live healthy, and two, to keep getting stronger and building muscle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think uh, like earlier on when I would eat more of a, I don't know, like the whole chicken breast and fish and low fat and not a lot of red meat. It was hard to, when I would try to build muscle, it was, it was harder to build muscle without, without the higher like saturated fat content and the red meat. And then when I tried to lose weight back then, I would lose weight really fast and like flatten right out. Where now, if I, or I should say when I try to get lean, now if I try to get lean, my body weight, sticks much better. I don't really lose a bunch of weight. I, I just lose body fat because I think it's just because the I'm eating. I mean, I, I went from eating like, for example, uh, egg whites to whole eggs or um, 96, four ground beef to 85, 15 mm-hmm. and, 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 and more of it, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. So I think, uh, and then as far as performance, it's just, it's like night and day. Like the, just like the kind of the power and the energy in the gym when I'm eating the hot, these like high, these high nutrient foods, uh, like whole eggs and, and ground beef. It's uh, I just have more in the gym, you know, and the recovery is better. And I think the high fat is, helps with managing diabetes because it, everything is kind of slow. I don't really have any, very like fast digesting protein, right? Like, and, 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 my... and, and that's the that's the beauty of adding fat to meals, right? The, the fat actually blunts gastric emptying; it slows down digestion. So, in and of itself, it by adding fat to a meal, and you take take a meal. I don't care. You eat an orange, and it has this blood sugar elevating response. That an orange is probably a bad choice. Some something more sugary uh, that's not fructose based. But the point is, if you add fat to that meal. You just lowered the glycemic index of that food uh, by slowing its digestion and release into the bloodstream down. And so, and, and you know, and the, the sad part of this discussion is that there is a vegan movement out there claiming that it's the fat in the diet that causes type 2 diabetes. And <laughs> nothing is, nothing could be more untrue. Now, the problem with nutrition is it's complex. Mm-hmm. You really can't make one statement that's true in all areas of nutrition. Really, you can't. Um, so somebody would say, well, uh, I have type 2 diabetes and I eat a lot of fat. And when you look at their diet, yeah, you do. You eat, you eat 200 grams of fat a day. You eat 600 grams of carbohydrates a day. You eat 90 grams of protein a day. So mm-hmm. there's somebody who's going to say, yeah, well, yeah, if you're eating a diet – of way, way high energy, you're going to have trouble with insulin resistance. I mean, you can't, you can't do keto. You can't do, you know, there are people out there on keto getting fatter and they go, I don't understand this. Well, you're consuming more energy than your body needs day in and day out. So every day it's storing some extra fat. 
I mean, I know a lot of right. keto people that they're like, oh, man, I've been on keto for two years. And I'm like, under my breath, I'm thinking, dude, man, like do something different. That's not working. And then when you yeah. tell, they talk, well, I don't really, I don't really track uh, my macros because I'm keto. I really, it doesn't matter. And I'm thinking, okay, see you later. Because it, it obviously matters. You're still fat, you know? Right. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I think on a, on a keto diet, I think it's, it's you you can eat more food and and get lean but it's it's to a point you know it's it's to a point you can't look look keto so so look, here's evidence here's evidence that macronutrients plus calories matters in the keto diet if you are battling brain cancer and you go on a keto diet and you're saying, look, I'm just eating all fat, very low protein, very low carbs. I'm, I'm staying under 20 grams of combined protein and carbs a day. I'm just eating fat all day long. That's not going to make your brain cancer go away unless you're in a caloric restriction on top of it. And this has been shown. Everybody who's doing keto for, for brain cancer knows it's not enough just to be keto. You can't go, I'm going to eat nothing but fat. And I'm not going to even worry about what I mean. I'm not going to restrict myself, and I'm going to cure my brain cancer because keto cures brain cancer. And and your brain tumor doesn't get smaller when you realize, oh, wait, I'm actually eating 1,000 calories more a day than I'm burning. No, you must be in a caloric deficit on top of being in keto lysis, which means that you're actually using your ketones and ketosis. You have to be in a calorie deficit at the same time for your brain tumor to shrink. So if that doesn't tell you that, oh, yeah, uh, you can just eat as much as you want if you're on keto and you lose weight. No, you won't. No, you won't. Right. Yeah, I've never really <clears throat> subscribed to the traditional keto diet where it's 70% fat. I, I've always done more of a <clears throat> Dave Palumbo keto yeah. diet. High, high protein, high protein, high fat, uh, and yeah. low glycemic index. Carbon. And that's sensible, in my opinion. That's very sensitive. It's probably, you know, 45% fat, 45% protein, and 10% carbs. Right. It's not. Like, these, like, I agree with you. I don't think, uh, I do think on a low-carb diet, it's, I think it takes more calories to, to be in a calorie surplus because of the way that your body is processing those calories compared to eating, you know, potatoes and, you know, juice and that sort of stuff. But the, the, the rules still apply. If you eat too much, you're eating too much. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, but again, I don't. I, I would never advise someone to eat seventy percent fat and, and have lo- like. I would never advise a low protein diet at all. I just think that's, as you said earlier, I just don't think that's the. I don't think that's the way to go. No, nah, protein is king, and it's it's, it's coming out now. Um, so, what I want to do is I want to take our next break. And when we come back, I want to talk about how you're going in the gym. Because I think you got derailed a couple of years ago, didn't you? Things got really bad for you a couple of years ago, and you were kind of you you were not making progress, and you kind of weren't doing well. But you kind right. of you pulled yourself out of that through diet, right? Uh, yeah, mostly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about that yep. when we come back, and then we could talk about how strong you're getting because it's very impressive. Uh, you're one of those guys who moves a lot of weight. Uh, your, 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 your nervous system, uh, innervation in muscle is really, really high. I'm thinking high percentage of fibers you're firing because 
you don't look that big for the weight that you're moving. Uh, and right. that's, a, that's a compliment. That's a right. compliment. So let's do this. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Jeff Roberts on the other side. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is, I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Cansey eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansey eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Sleep is one of the most important factors in maintaining health and longevity. And in today's environment, with all the artificial light we're exposed to, there is nothing more important to use to protecting your sleep than blue-blocking glasses. And there's only one blue-blocking glasses that I will trust ever, and that's blue Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X. If you go to the website blueblocks.com and use the code SHR15, you'll save 15% off the single best blue blocking glasses in the world because you can wear them comfortably and still function, watch TV, work on your computer, but it blocks all of the important blue and green light that has been responsible for shutting down melatonin production and causing people to sleep poorly. Don't waste another night of sleep without wearing blue Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X, tonight. Put them on at 7 p.m. and you'll be asleep by 9 p.m. and you'll get the best night's sleep you've ever had. If you've never used them before, you are missing out. Blueblocks.com. Use the code SHR15 to save 15% off. Are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need? Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.livonlabs.com slash Carl. Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenidrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenidrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out in the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenidrex, the world's world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. This is the Superhuman Channel, where brawn and brains finally meet. Welcome back. We're talking with Jeff Roberts about his journey. Just an average guy walking through life, 
doing some above average things. So uh, you kind of got derailed a couple years ago, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, essentially, before Addison, before I was diagnosed with Addison's disease, I was with diabetes and just the diabetes and Hashimoto's. I was competing in powerlifting at a fairly high level, and uh, what derailed me was being diagnosed with Addison's disease. Um, and like I talked to, to you a little bit off the air about when I first got Addison's disease, I didn't know what it was. They told me I wasn't going to be able to lift anymore, and I had to be, you know. Basically, they said I had to turn into like a sedentary fat guy, but it was okay because I could still live a full life, and that stuff's not that important. And you know, as a bodybuilder and powerlifter, that was you know devastating news. Uh, and I went on you know forums and support groups, and it was just more you know negativity. And you won't have muscle. You're going to lose all your tone. You you're going to gain fat from the drugs and blah blah blah. And uh, essentially for i don't know how long at least a month or two i was just i gave into that and i was just laying around eating junk food you know depressed basically and uh it just got to the point where i was i was and then for for years i was kind of in and out of the gym i would train consistently then i would have uh issues with that with addison's disease and it took me it took me years to figure out uh how to uh how to train hard and like you know while dealing with the disease and what i what i came to is um i'm not recommending this for any other addison's patients but for me what works for my body is just taking a very low dose of the corticosteroids and dealing with the dealing with the effects of having low uh low levels of those hormones which is like basically chronic fatigue right so Um, so you almost you almost kind of made your body adapt so that when you did start adding it back in you needed a lot less i'm thinking to actually stimulate stimulate your your goal right i think so i think so and you basically have i mean it makes sense it makes sense right every every hormone in the body affects every cell in the body through receptor sites and we know that when these hormones rise, whether it be exogenous testosterone, whether it be exogenous thyroid hormone, or whether it be insulin, when this when the body is in this constant state of very very high levels of these hormones, it it regulates that by desensitizing the receptors. We know this. We know this in in anabolic steroids. We know this in you know. And so it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense that if like if I'm on this level of, of corticosteroid, uh, hydrocortisone, mm-hmm. my body's going to adjust to that. If I take it down, my body's going to turn up the in, the sensitivity to literally squeeze every bit out of the little bit that it's getting. So it, it makes perfect sense. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's essentially what happened. Because um, in the beginning, you, you essentially have the choice of you can take – you know, 40 milligrams of hydrocortisone a day and feel like, feel like a million bucks. You have tons of energy, but you're, you're, you're going to definitely destroy your body with that sort of dosage. Um, I mean, maybe not definitely, but most people, or you can take a lower dose. And like you said, uh, there's just, you just have to endure 
the negative effects of the, of the low dose until, like you said, you adapt to it. Right. And even, even after you adapt to it, there's still, like I still have chronic fatigue, but chronic fatigue is better than getting fat and sick, you know? Right. Um, so I have enough, you know, it's like short bouts of So, so do you, so do you, do you lay in the sun at all? No. Um, is that like a choice or it's just because there's not a lot of sun in, in northern New York? Um, mostly the latter, mostly because there isn't a lot of sun, but I guess, I don't know, I never, I never, uh, never really thought of it to be honest. Well, so, so the reason I ask you this is because everybody on the show knows that I take very low doses of, uh, of uh, melanotan too. I'm talking about 25 micrograms a day, very low. I don't, I don't do it for tanning. I do it because... There are four melanocortin receptors. They all affect a variety of different processes in the body. I take it because it reduces chronic inflammation dramatically, and it will actually make your body reabsorb plaque over time. But the same thing is true of laying in the sun. Well, one of the other things that thymosin, I mean, that uh, melanotan 2 does is it actually fine-tunes the ad- adrenal receptors. So your body can get by with less of of these adrenal re- uh, ad- adrenal hormones, and 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 because it functions better, I would almost bet, I would almost bet that if you either a got a reliable source of melanotan two and took a very low dose, I'm talking about so little that you don't feel it, you don't feel nauseous, you don't feel horny, you don't feel you don't get tan, but just that low dose four or five days a week, I have a strange feeling that uh, some of your chronic fatigue may subside, not all of it, but some of it, because that will, and that will help fine tune the adrenal receptors. Interesting. The other one is to, now that the summer is coming around, get out in the sun more often and let your body do it naturally without having to inject the peptide. Right. It's interesting because it's, Probably related, but Addison's does cause like a darkening of the skin. I don't know if it's related to that, but it does cause a darkening of the skin, and it makes it so that I can far more rapid than I used to. I yeah. can like I'm in the sun for 20 minutes and I have a tan, but I never get pale anymore like I used to. Well, I mean, I look, look. It, so that tells us that that this this disorder is affecting the melanin in your skin. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect sense that things that also affect the melanin in your skin may actually affect the disease. Right, definitely. I mean, I, I would just like to see you get out in the sun four or five days a week. You know, just get outside in the backyard with the shirt off and, and right. sit out there for a half hour uh, if, if it's not too cold. Start off with something like that and just see if you notice, like, wow, like, like a week after doing this, man, I, I actually do feel better. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I'll definitely start start doing that. It's easy enough. How so? So how? Tell me about some of your lifts now. So you're you're back on track, right? Yeah. So I um, I was you know uh, once I got the the dosaging down and everything, and then it just came down to uh, diet and and mindset really, and uh, it just so happened that at the at the store I work at. We one of the employees there was a like a collegiate athlete, like big strong guy, 
and he wanted to train with me. So I'm like, okay, let's train together. And we were training together and he was, he was stronger than me. And I took issue with that because he wasn't a weightlifter. He was just an athlete. Right. And, uh, so I just was training with him in a, in a, you know, in a competitive nature and he was hyper competitive as most, most athletes are. And, uh, I just got stronger and stronger and started to, started to, you know, I, I had adopted the, the new diet principles and I had, I had figured out my, it was, at this point, it was just a matter of getting in there and doing it. And, uh, it'd been back in, in the back of my mind for a long time. And so I just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And then, uh, ended up joining a gym out here called hell barbell, which is a hardcore, um, powerlifting gym. Yeah. And you, um, and, and, you, need, no and you need that because, because having that in your face all the time will actually, uh, make you want it more. You know what I mean? Make you want it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's, uh, I had been thinking about joining a, a gym like that for, for a long time. I finally pulled the trigger on it. Once I was training with Austin, I got, I got you know, bigger and stronger again. But now that I'm back, I mean, it's different. You know, it's different than it used to be mm-hmm. in 2012 when I was competing. But I'm stronger than I've ever been. Um, you know, it's, I have to adjust the volume. Like, I, I don't train... I don't really train that frequently uh, like I used to. I need I need a little bit more rest and recovery. That could be age too. But uh, how old are you now? Thirty two. Oh, come on! It's not age. <laughs> no, it's, well, it's, it's you're dealing with the 25. disorder. You're you're dealing with this disorder. This is is nothing right. to be embarrassed about. The fact. I mean, I, I saw a picture of you on on uh, Instagram. I want to say you were deadlifting seven seven plates or something like that. Seven plates. Yeah, six seventy five. I mean that's not chump change, brother. No, no. And I did. Uh, I recently did a meet in February, and I deadlifted six eighty five, and uh, I tore my callus all up uh, off my hand, so I was uh, wasn't able to do. I hate a that. Second lift. Isn't it amazing how that little that that cut on the, the hand uh, when mm-hmm. if when when the bare skin when the when the bumper is gone and the bare skin is showing and the knurling on that bar hits that it's like you know you've got the strength but it's like and you know you're not a puss it's like I know I'm not a puss but I've been at that same I've been like I can't do this lift my hand yep. hurt, my hand hurts too much yeah. <laughs> I know yeah you you described it perfectly because I was doing uh I was going for for seven hundred after six eighty five and. There's no doubt in my mind whatsoever that I had 700 that day, 100%. And uh, I, I walked up to the bar, and I went to pull it, and as soon as the weight was in my hand, the, the left hand just unraveled. Yep. You know, There was no way I was going to hold on to the You know, you see, you see these guys in the movies, like they've got a broken leg, they got two bullets in their side, and they're running after the guy, and you're thinking to yourself, all that is great, but bare skin on the knurling of the bar with some significant weight on it, and the guy would be like crying, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It's you, like you almost don't have control. Over I know. It. It's it's it yeah. shuts down shut actually shuts down mm-hmm. your body Definitely. from doing the work. It actually shuts yep. it down. It's like okay, you're not stupid enough to stop, so we'll stop you. That's really what the body mm-hmm. is doing. So it's pretty cool. How about yeah, sleep then- how, how about sleep? I, I have how has your sleep been affected? by uh these autoimmune disorders um similar to my training i was really having trouble sleeping as i was learning as like i said it took me years to learn how to properly deal with addison's disease at least for me and 
it was I had a trouble sleeping for many years. I would lay in bed for two hours before I fell asleep. Uh, it was it was really hard. But now now that I've kind of dialed in the dosages with my corticosteroids and I've I've got the this new diet that I'm that, that I'm consuming, my sleep is actually pretty good. Uh, I do. I do take my sleep serious. I don't do anything as far as uh, I don't wear like uh, anything over my eyes or a CPAP or uh, anything like that. I just sleep normally, but I do make sure that I get I allow myself at least eight hours of sleep because I I have noticed uh, sleep is pivotal to my sure. Ability you, you know why? To because eat. sleep is one of those things that fine tunes the insulin receptor. And we mm-hmm. already know that insulin has a huge, huge effect on adrenal glands and the kidneys themselves. Uh, so yeah. this makes perfect it's, sense to me. You, you don't get enough sleep, you're gonna you're gonna really feel it. Yeah, if, if I get four hours of sleep or five hours of sleep, it's. I mean, the next day is almost a wasted day. Honestly, it's just so hard to. I just feel like, ugh, you know, I can't. I just can't do that anymore. But if I get, you know, eight nine hours, it's it's a whole a whole different ball game. Uh, so yeah, I do. I have been thinking about um, looking into like doing some other things for sleep. I heard uh, one of the ads is for uh, those glasses. Oh, if you haven't tried blue blockers yet? No, but I was listening to the ad and I was like, oh, speaking of which, here, here's, here's, okay, here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Order yourself a pair of blue blocks because mm-hmm. they are they really are the best blue blocking glasses. In fact, I I've actually used a. Uh, a light spectro- spectrometer to show that they block block all the blue and all of the green. There's a certain portion of green that's responsible for bl- blunting melatonin production. So get yourself a pair of blue blocks. If you want to be asleep by 9 o'clock one night, put them on at 7, no matter what you're doing. You're driving home from work. Uh, you're working on the computer. You're closing up the shop. Whatever it is, put them on at 7. When you go home... By 9 o'clock, you'll be yawning. You'll be like, man, I'm friggin' tired. And you'll get the best night's sleep you've had. Just try Interesting. it. Interesting. Just try it. Yeah, I, like I said, I've been thinking about uh, trying to implement some sleeping strategies because I know, like, like, Stan is big on that and, like, all the strongman competitors. I mean, they're 400 pounds, so it's different, but... Uh, Most of them have sleep you know, apnea just, and they sleep horrible. And the fact that they're as right. strong as they are just baffles me. Right. Yeah, um, but I was also going to say you mentioned the mushroom coffee that you drink, and I, it's a, Lion's Mane is the real deal. Uh, I love Lion's Mane. I'm just drinking it right now, honestly. The, yeah, uh, don't you feel it? I I can feel oh, yeah. it. I can feel it. It wakes my brain up, and I'm all about nootropics yeah. right now. I'm using some. I'm using Celanc. I'm using C Max. I'm back on Anaracetum. Uh, I just got a bottle of Qualia. I'm going to check out. Uh, I'm all about. You know, I'm 61 years old. I need to make sure my brain is prepared to function for the long term. I mean, I've even done quite a bit of uh, microdosing of LSD over the past couple of years, and I'm about to yeah, do it yeah. again. I, I want my brain. I mean, maybe my body will wear out, but as long as my brain keeps working, I'll be able to sit behind this microphone and keep working. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm, in the last couple of years, I've gotten really into like the nootropic uh, aspect of the supplement industry and yeah, I love. I mean, Lion's Mane is huge. I think. I think Lion's Mane actually played a role in my ability to come back in powerlifting, and just it just it's hard to explain what it does to your mind, but it just makes it makes like things are more clear. Things are more like more 
more like obvious and calm almost. It's it's hard to even explain what it does, but what what, yeah, what, I mean, what I'll tell you what I'll tell you all these nootropics that I'm using the the they actually in my opinion they improve bandwidth in your brain. Like I noticed that and I'm using them right now. I had my Lion's Mane coffee this morning. Um I didn't go to the gym today because I've been I've trained 4 days in a row and I'm like, okay, I got to take a, a day off. And I I can tell you that I'm able to monitor my environment better. I'm able to calmly come to 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 decisions faster. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. It's it, and if if you're even mm-hmm. mildly brain dead in the morning, this uh, four sigmatic coffee with lion's mane. Get that one. I think it's called Lights On because it's it. it I take it and it's like holy crap. Yeah. I mean, and then by the time I take my Solank nasal spray. Oh, no, I take C-Max in the morning and I take some anorecetum. I'm like ready to go. I'm like, I'm, I'm sharp. I'm fast. Uh, I can access everything I need. And plus, I'm really more calm because I can actually monitor my environment a lot better. Yeah. And I'll tell anybody out there who is uh, dealing with anything, any like heavy emotional issues, uh, like, hey, you know, you know about divorce uh, too well. Oh, but, yeah, um, I know about divorce. That sort yeah. of thing, like I, going through that, like, I really think Lion's Mane helps in dealing with those sort of things too. Like it just, it just, like you said, it makes you better, more capable of like taking it all in, analyzing it, and just being like, okay, this is what needs, to, you know, it just, I feel like it helped me with that a lot too, honestly. Yeah. I, I think I'm a huge supporter of uh, all the mushroom products. Have you tried Four Sigmatic? But- uh, just, just, I'm going to repeat it again. Any, anybody listening to the show gets 15% off. When they go to Four Sigmatic, F O U R S I G M A T I C dot com forward slash S H R. Have you tried any of Four Sigmatic's products? I don't think I have. Okay. Uh, just curious. I've tried a bunch of different ones, but uh, I'll have to look look into it. Right now, I just take like a I don't even I can't even tell you the brand. It's just like a Lion's Mane powder, right? Like a basic, just right. the Lion's Mane. But I've taken Cordyceps and Rishi and Matake and. I, I take a blend of the mushrooms. Like I'm a big fan of the of the mushroom products, so I have to I have to check that out for sure. And isn't it funny that people think it's like nonsense, but then you go, well, what about magic mushrooms? They make you trip, right? And they're like, right. oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's not placebo, right? No, no, that's yeah. not placebo. So you're saying those mushrooms have an effect on your brain, but these don't? <laughs> that's a fantastic point. I heard that point. That's a fantastic point. I've never heard that before, and I'm going to start using that. That is a very, very good point. You know, the, the, you know, psychedelic mushrooms, psilocybin. They, they, yeah, nobody arg- nobody argues that about that. There. Yeah, nobody argues right. about that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. So your lifts are up. To, to talk about this. So your best deadlift you said was uh, was six eighty five. Six eighty five is my best deadlift, but that was an opener lift for any power lifter out there. That was my opener was six eighty five, and I weighed the day of the meet. I was about two hundred and thirteen pounds. Um. And uh, my opener was 685, so I'm sure I was capable of 710 or something in that range. Uh, and then my bench press, my best bench press is 385. That's respectable. At a, at, a, at a similar body weight. And again, like bench press, I mean, right now I think uh, if everything went perfectly, I'm looking at like a 710, 715 deadlift and uh, about a 400 bench weighing, you know, maybe 210. You know what you need to get? I just thought of this. I don't know why, and any of us don't keep this in our gym bag, but you know that spray-on Band-Aid that's like a plastic coating? 
Hmm. That liquid skin stuff, you can buy it at Walgreens. Oh. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, it's a spray-on. There's another one that's like a you, you paint it on, and it's like yeah, it, it's yeah. clear. That would be worthwhile having uh, if you're worried that you're going to lose uh, a callus during a lift and, mm-hmm. and, and have to cover that bare skin. That You just spray it on and, or paint it on and let it dry. I bet that would help a lot. Yeah, you, I actually... It's funny you say that because when I ripped my callus open in February at the meet, I actually thought, man, I wish I had liquid skin. Yeah, there you it, go, right? I used it back in like 2011. I ripped my hand apart at a meet, and I used it afterwards, and it worked. It was fantastic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, and, and but, what's your squat like? Uh, my, I don't, I don't squat competitively, but uh, I've squatted, you know, five. Five and a quarter for several reps. That's that's know, very five. impressive. These are these are yeah. these are real these are real super weights. I mean, this is fantastic. And so you're doing well. You're you're, you're living your life. You're enjoying things and stuff like that. I, I want to take our last commercial break. I got a couple more questions for you. This is very very okay. intriguing. And also, what's most intriguing is how comfortable and uh, almost uh, off the cuff you are about discussing this because. I can point, I could probably spit from sitting here in this studio and hit 10 people that if they had just one of these disorders, they'd be whining and complaining and, and, mm-hmm. and looking for people to do this for them and do that for them. And I admire people like you who just act like it's no big thing, just, just going through my life. That's a very mm-hmm. valuable quality to have in your life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips. With 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. Can see eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Can See Eye Drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Can See Eye Drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ads today. Did you know that the U.S. Department of Health actually patented cannabinoids as antioxidants and neuroprotectants? So, clearly there is promise for CBD to help with a variety of issues. HEMP's U.S.-grown CBD system is fully tested for purity and safety. For daily balance, HEMP has the best-tasting CBD tinctures available. Their Super Breath Blast delivers near-immediate relief and relaxation while on the go. 
And for your muscles, joints, and temples, the Magic Balm works wonders. Relax and feel better naturally with the H-Hemp CBD system from hemp.com. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Move over, superheroes. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back. We're talking with Jeff Roberts about uh, not surviving but thriving with three separate autoimmunity. So did you ever figure out where your autoimmunity came from? Was it dietary originally? Um, have you been um, contaminated by something? Did you work in a, an industrial environment at some point in time? I mean, did you ever figure it out? I honestly don't know. The one thing that sort of comes to mind is uh, our house was uh, beneath power lines. Yeah, man. I hear about – listen, how we ignore this, I have no idea. The leukemia rate in children who live – directly under high-tension cables is astronomical. And no one talks about it. No one talks about yeah. it. Yeah, that's the only thing I can really think of, to be honest. It runs in the family. Like, my my niece got, uh, was, well, not recently, but just a couple of years ago, was diagnosed with diabetes at five years old. Um, so it's definitely something from my father's side. Do you have but, any? Do you uh, have any noticeable gut issues? Do you get bloated easily when you eat lots of starchy carbs or fibrous foods or anything like that? Uh, I, not really. Not, not 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 particularly. Not not. I don't. I mean, sometimes I guess, but I don't really eat those foods that much. So, but if you did, if you ate like a pizza, would you feel horrible the next day? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, I, I would. Yeah. Um, you ought to look at LL three seven and do a. a a 40 or 50 day run of it. It's worth it to try because LL37 is being used in, de- in treating autoimmunity, especially like rheumatoid arthritis and stuff like that. So what is it? It's a peptide. Um, oh, okay. I'll send you links to a show about it and, uh, and a blog post that I did. Um, but I, I, I cannot, if there's one show that I've done that I have gotten contacted on Facebook, Instagram, uh, 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 really those two platforms because that's really all ever anything I do uh, where people have been like I can't believe it like I, I, I feel so much better since I've used this stuff D- diet hmm. um, I mean it's just you know when you have almost look without sounding like a douchebag who thinks he knows everything to say oh everything starts in the gut maybe not right I don't know that but what I do know is science is moving forward and really showing that either the gut is complicit, uh, corollary, or causative in the variety of autoimmune disorders. Uh, everything from fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, and now they're saying Parkinson's disease is actually an autoimmune disorder because it starts in the gut. Decade A decade before symptoms show up, Changes in the gut that that are noticeable to the person suffering 
uh, a, a, a chronic constipation, no matter what you do. Um, those, those are actually they're saying chronic constipation could be the earliest warning sign that you're going to get Parkinson's someday. So, you know, with, with, again, without sounding like a, a know-it-all, well, everything, because when anytime somebody says this is the reason for everything, I run the other way. But really, the, the, the gut, the gut plays a role uh, in, a, in a lot of diseases of modernity today. And LL37 mm-hmm. cleans up the gut. I mean, I can't tell you people who've said they've had problems with their gut for decades. And, uh, and, and they did one round of LL37. It's like, I can't even, they can't even believe it. Their stomach flattens out. No more bloating. Um, foods don't bother them that used to bother them. Like they could eat them again. So, and, and it's like unbelievable. It's like probably the most impactful show I did next to the show I did in 2010 on Romheld syndrome. By the way, that show got 70,000 downloads, uh, during the month of February. February, March. No, February. February. 70,000. It was done in 2010. It's like somebody oh, shared it. Uh, somebody shared it on some forum. Yeah, Romheld syndrome. I, I, I really need to write a book about Romheld syndrome because I, I, I could be wildly successful. Anyway, um, is there anything else you want the audience to know about you? Um, well, one thing going back to the diet, another thing that I, I failed to mention is the sodium intake is something that I've changed where I uh, purposely pretty much consume as much sodium as I possibly can. Uh, and that's something that I guess I would say I learned from, from Stan as well, like the, the importance of sodium, and particularly when you have Addison's disease and you don't retain sodium as well. Uh, like every meal I have is, is copious amounts of sodium, and that's seemed to help a lot with energy, performance in the gym, that whole thing, like the whole idea that sodium is bad is just kind of it's uh, nonsense it, it comes from a flawed nonsense. it comes from a flawed theory that right. the more sodium you have, the more water you retain, the more water you retain, the greater the hemodynamics of blood, the greater the hemodynamics of blood, the higher your blood pressure so that's where mm-hmm. that whole theory comes from all sodium is driving blood no it's not true. It's not true. Right. Angiotensin converting enzyme in a, di- in a diabetic state is driving blood pressure. But mm-hmm. here's an interesting fact. So if you have kidney problems, your doctor may tell you to restrict your sodium intake because the idea is that the sodium is making the kidneys work harder. And since Addison disease brings the kidneys in because the, the adrenals sit on top of the kidneys, they actually make the kidneys do things. Um, the, the reality is, and there's great studies that prove what I'm about to say. There's studies that show that by taking both baking soda, which is sodium bicarbonate, or regular table salt, which is sodium chloride, actually reduces the progression of chronic kidney disorder. How could that be? Because isn't the sodium making the kidneys work harder? Actually, the opposite is true. So here's how the kidneys work. The kidneys are a gate. Their job is to let certain things out or keep certain things in to keep the osmolality of blood proper. And so if you don't have salt in your diet, your kidneys actually have to work harder 
to sequester and separate the sodium out and keep it on this side of the gate while it lets urine go out. So by using more salt in your diet, your kidneys go, oh, F, we don't have to worry about it. We got plenty of salt, so just don't even work. Just open up and let everything come out. So the kidneys are not working as hard. When you have lots of these minerals in your diet, they're working very hard when you don't have enough of them in your diet. This is something that no one ever talks to patients about that have renal failure. They actually make their kidneys work harder by telling them to restrict these things and speed the disease along. And I was able to figure this out on my own, and I actually asked a doctor about this. And he looked at me and he said, you know, the consensus has always been to reduce mineral intake in people who have problems with kidneys. But what you're saying is accurate. And I looked at him. I said, so how can an idiot like me figure that out? But but the phrenologists, they're not they're not getting this. Why why are they not getting it? Yeah, that's that's cool. That makes sense. I didn't know that. But that that does make I found I found I found this study. Uh, about five years ago that showed that when rodents uh, were given a, a, a chemical to create chronic kidney disorder and then given the equivalent of like uh, to a human like uh, 600 or 1,000 milligrams of sodium bicarbonate a day in their drinking water that their kidneys didn't progress and the rodents that were restricted on sodium, they developed full-blown kidney failure and they died. And so when I first read the study, I immediately thought, oh, it's something magical about the bicarbonate side because we all know sodium is bad for you. But then I found another study that was cited in that study that showed the same friggin' exact thing when the rodents were given sodium chloride, which is just table salt. I'm like, wait a minute. You're telling me that if you have chronic kidney disorder, you should be consuming more salt to give your kidneys a break. How come no one is talking about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too bad. And the thing about um, the the whole blood pressure fallacy is when you re- when you restrict sodium, your blood pressure drops because you become dehydrated. It's not it's not the sodium that's causing high blood pressure. It's the drop in sodium is is lowering your blood pressure because you're you're becoming dehydrated. Well, which is a well, bad uh, thing. according to Dr. James D. Nicolantonio, who came on my show in 2017 after he wrote his book, The Salt Fix, his research shows that the more sodium restrict, the higher your blood pressure goes because your blood gets thicker. Your blood, the hemodynamics change. The blood becomes less viscous because it doesn't have water, as much water in the blood. So it becomes like you're pumping sludge instead of a fluid. And and that's, and that's th- and this plays out in, in, in a lot of patient cases, a guy that I knew particularly. So his, his theory is that the more sodium you have in your diet, the lower your blood pressure will go because the blood is is uh, is more viscous it, it it's actually going to travel easier the heart has to work easier and everything else changes but anyway that was that was in his book the salt fix it's interesting but you're right you're right They're definitely a, a, the opposite is true the op- the less salt you have your blood pressure goes up uh, uh, yeah definitely definitely and that's something that I, I i incorporate now and i feel like it's 
it, it's helped a lot. Just making sure that I'm on top of my sodium intake um, all the time. But uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that it's. I mean, people still. I get people come in the store every day, and they're like, "Is it high in sodium? I got to watch my sodium." Yeah, like, I know, oh. right? And then I know. it's like, no, it's just it's just not how it. Maybe someday it'll be common knowledge, but I'm not. It's going to take. It's going to take a while. There's a big. There's a lot of money changing hands for for uh, ACE inhibitor blood pressure meds. So that that's right. going to happen very quickly. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this question. So, when did you start listening to Superhuman Radio? <sighs> did you listen to Off Topic when we did it for Dave Palumbo? I didn't listen to. Well, I did. I went back and listened to them. Oh, okay. Uh, What'd you think of them? I didn't listen. I thought they were good. I mean, um, but I think Superhuman Radio, I'm going to start listening. I'm trying to think of why I started listening. I must, it must have been because of Off Topic or because of, maybe you were on, uh, were you, were, you were on Heavy Muscle Radio, weren't you? A couple times, yeah. Yeah, I was. So maybe like the first time, because uh, I listened to Heavy Muscle Radio like obsessively back then, and I, maybe... Maybe I heard you on there or something, but I, it was years ago that I started listening. Yeah, and I particularly liked listening to like the ones about you know nutrition, uh, you know, debunk like basically debunking nutrition like fallacies. You had the one woman on who was a who was a vegan, and she talked she talked about all the things that all the negative things that happened to her, yeah, and how the how the how the vegan community treated her after. Like I I listened to that one. I listened to the one with um. Uh, who did you have on that was on? Uh, he was on like Oprah or Doctor Oz or something. It was um, oh, Doc Conley. Oh yeah, Doctor Conley. Yeah. yeah, he was on a so, lot so, back. And so you're talking about 2000. So you were listening in 2007 and 2008 because yeah. that's when Scott was on a lot. Yeah, that's that's when I was listening a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the, you know, but uh, I, I listened whenever you had a doctor on that was talking about. I remember one you had a doctor on talking about. All the evolutionary, it actually, uh, I, I wrote an article based on what he was saying. Or Dr. Daniel idea, Lieber, like, Dr. Daniel Lieberman from Harvard? I, maybe. He, 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 like, one of the things he talked about that was interesting is like how we don't, we aren't, uh, we don't, we don't get cut and injured anymore like we should. Yeah, we don't bleed. Like, yeah, we don't bleed. Right, and there's, there's growth factors and things that, that are, you know, whatever, secreted when you're, when you have small injuries on a daily basis, like we did for thousands of years. Uh, and now that we don't, it's, 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 you know, hindering our health. And then that he parlayed that into diet and everything like, you know, those sort of episodes are always my favorite. Yeah. Very good. Well, I appreciate you listening all these years and you did your own podcast for a while, right? Yeah, I've done several. I did one. Um, I did one with, uh, my buddy, uh, Taylor Normando, who, uh, unfortunately passed away. <clears throat> but uh it was um a basically bodybuilding specific we we broke down bodybuilding shows uh then I did one uh interviews where I just interviewed uh essentially bodybuilders actually funny enough, you were the first person I ever interviewed oh that's right i did you did interview me I forgot yeah. about that that was the uh, i mean I was really nervous i remember because it was the first time I ever did a radio interview and I really didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I wanted to do it, and uh, you knew Matt, the, the, my boss at the time, and you know, it just it just happened to be uh, you were the one, and we—I don't even remember what we discussed, but you were the first one that I 
that I had actually interviewed. That is I hilarious. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, I, uh, I was friends with Taylor Normandu on, uh, on, on Facebook. I didn't realize he passed away. Yeah. Um, apparently he had a heart attack several years ago. Oh um, man. I'm so yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was pretty devastating. He was a young but, guy. Uh, yes. He was 28, 29 maybe. Oh. Um, and then I had a show with Lee Priest called International Iron. We did, I don't know, 50, 60 episodes of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were all two two hours apiece or more. That was really fun. That was at ironmagazine.com. Uh, people can go back and watch those, International Iron. I did that for a long time. I did, you know, I did a, I did a lot of them. It was really fun. But the industry kind of swayed to, like, all, like, YouTubers. Yeah. Um, and the money for doing podcasts basically, like, fizzled out but that's not um, that's not true that's not true i mean it's really not true uh, and i'm happy to talk to you off 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 the air if you decide you want to get back into podcasting because um it it, it didn't fizzle out it's but it changed the way you bill for podcasting today is different than right. what it was yeah, before I said it changed. I said it changed or not. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's, it's a, that's definitely more accurate. Yeah, because because podcast podcasting is booming. In fact, there was a right there was a um, a study. Uh, so so uh, Edison Research does all the research on podcasts, and they just published a study that showed that there's greater brand recognition and recall four time four point four times greater brand recognition and recall than any other digital media than any of that and like so people are dropping huge money on facebook ads and on instagram ads and what they don't realize is that that people that like the the noise and distraction level is so high on these uh, social media uh, platforms that mm. people act like oh yeah they, they must be killing it but when you when you talk to them they're not they're not killing it but yet yeah uh, podcasts, uh, well, like, like we just talked about Four Sigmatic naturally because we, you were like, no, I love Lion's Mane Mushroom. And so people remember that better. They'll remember Four Sigmatic's name. They'll remember the Lion Mane and they'll go to the website eventually when they're ready to buy and they'll, they'll take action. Even if the last ad they saw was on Instagram or Facebook, that may just remind them that they wanted to order it, but they'll remember it from a podcast. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it did. It did. Uh, that's definitely true. Podcasting is massive now. I guess what I meant was it changed as far as back when I did it, you would do a podcast for a for a media site, and the media site would pay you like per episode to do the podcast. Yes. That's really not no. a thing anymore. It's no. now you have to do it on your own and generate revenue. Like right, you, you were find saying. and so, find yeah. your and find your own uh, sponsors yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, no, I know. yeah, I'm definitely interested in getting back into it for sure. Well, keep I still me posted. get DMs to this day about what, what, were you going to get back on a show and all that stuff. So, but uh, now that I'm back in the in the swing of things, so to speak, I think I, I, I am certainly interested in getting getting back into the podcasting. Yeah, well, just just keep me posted. That's all. Anyway, do you have anything you want to plug? So you 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 actually run a, a vitamin shop, right, or something like that? Yeah, I'm a, a manager of vitamin shop. Here and in, uh, and in where where are you located? In case there's a listener who wants to come in and say hello, New Hartford, New York, and and that's upstate New York, right? Uh, yeah, like central New York. Yep. What what where exactly? The corners of uh, what state and Maine? Where where is it located? This well, time? it's on uh, Commercial Drive. Okay. Uh, okay. 
right next to, I mean, if you're in the area, uh, Sangertown Mall is like the, the mall in, in New Hartford. It's right there. It's right, right next. It's a standalone building. Um, right on Commercial Drive. I, I bet mean, people. Are, I bet people aren't expecting you when they walk into a vitamin shop and they start asking questions and you start spouting all this science. You're like, wait a minute. Oh man, just it happens all the time. I know because they're like, wow, dude, yeah. you take this stuff seriously, don't you? <laughs> yeah, happens all the time, and yeah. they're like, holy cow, like, did you go to school for this? That's the that's the number one question I get. Say but yeah. Luckily, I didn't because yeah. I would know, you know, but. Um, yeah, it does, that does happen a lot, and you know, I love it. I love, like the supplement industry and just supplements in general are are certainly a passion of mine. I, I love it. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the air and and telling your story. It is really mm-hmm. amazing, uh, and it, it's amazing that you are continuing to thrive, and you're not using a lot of drugs. I mean, there's so many. I mean, you, dude, you could have been on. Umera, you could have been on all sorts of autoimmunity drugs right now, and you'd be a, a frigging mess. Not just a mess, a frigging yeah. mess. Absolutely. So maybe uh, – so go ahead, what? I just want to say, if people want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me on there. It's just Jeff Roberts 02 But it, But G-E-O-F-F. it's Jeff spelled – yeah, G-E-O-F-F. Jeff is spelled G-E-O-F-F Roberts, R-O-B-E-R-T-S. Zero yep. two uh, on Instagram. They can follow you there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe Phil Mickelson will listen to this show and he'll get off his uh, autoimmunity disorder drugs and try to do <laughs> things naturally. I wrote a blog Phil once Mickelson. that I said that um, that if Phil Mickelson is using performance enhancing drugs because he's using these uh, d- drugs that keep his rheumatoid arthritis at bay, and people came out against me and they were just you, that's stupid. He's not you. I and I, I just posed a simple question. Would he be able to play golf as good as he does now if he didn't take those drugs? And if mm-hmm. you answer no, then those are performance-enhancing drugs. So why that but not testosterone? Yeah. Yeah, that's the issue, right? I always said, I'm like, you know, I always build a similar case to those sort of things. Like, what is – where do you draw the line? What is what is a performance-enhancing drug and what is not? I mean, you, you – you, it's like a, it's a really, it's a, it's a very gray area. Yeah. Anything, but, look, uh, if, if, if there's guys out there using uh, any type of pharmaceuticals that are making a disease state subside temporarily so they can play their sports, those are performance enhancing drugs. Don't lie to me and don't lie to yourself. That's what they, they're right. able, making you able to perform. So that's it. Right. All right, Jeff, thanks for being here, brother. No problem, Carl. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, really really my pleasure. It. Yeah, cool. I really appreciate it. Sure. Yeah, I love the show, and uh, I'll keep listening. Rock on, baby. Rock on. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, and we're going to say goodbye. We don't have a show tomorrow because Coach Rob Regish, as you may recall, is going to a funeral for a relative who committed suicide tomorrow. And I didn't have time to just drop a guest in. So we won't be on the air tomorrow, but we will be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, Friday is the pep talk, of course. Uh, this Thursday we have uh, the Renew Life Rx show. And uh, and Wednesday, we have Heather Grace joining us. That's going to be a fun interview. So we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you Wednesday. Thank you for listening today. 